Good morning, everybody, and thanks for joining us here on Twitter Spaces, our podcast, and other platforms for our discussion on human trafficking. I'm Sue Levitt, producer with the City of Las Vegas. January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and today, January 11th, is National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. There are estimated to be more than 24.9 million people, adults, and children subjected to human trafficking around the world, including the United States. Sadly, Nevada ranks ninth in the nation for human trafficking. This month, local nonprofits are joining together to raise awareness about the pervasiveness of human trafficking in our community and share ways in which every individual in Southern Nevada can help with education, prevention, and support. You can show your support today by wearing blue and posting a photo on social media using the hashtag WearBlueDay. Today, we're joined by members of Las Vegas Fire and Rescue and also others in the community who have teamed up to deliver a very important training message to help our first responders understand how to handle delicate situations where they may come in contact with victims of human trafficking. Now I'd like to introduce you to our speakers. Joining us today from Las Vegas Fire and Rescue is Tina DeCola. She is a communications specialist supervisor. We also are fortunate to have with us Liz Ortenberger, who is the director of Safe Nest. She has some really great insight into domestic violence and how this crime relates to human trafficking. We have a few other nonprofit groups here to share what their organizations are doing to make a difference. Rebecca Dirks Garcia is with Dress for Success, Amy Marie Merrill with Cupcake Girls, Jenny Fay, Community Engagement Director with Olive Crest, and Linda Perez, the CEO at Shade Tree. I am very excited to share with you the amazing efforts by these groups to empower women to obtain safer and better futures. Thank you everybody for being here. Thank you for having us. Okay, so let's get started. I'd like to start with Tina Tacola. She is a communication specialist with Las Vegas Fire and Rescue, and they have teamed up with Safe Nest to provide trainings to all of the members of Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. And this is something new that, that they started. And so Tina, maybe you can start by explaining what this is all about and why this is so important. Good morning. Yes, we started doing this training. Actually, we started putting it together a few years ago with getting more recognition from our crews and 911 calls on possible victims, we needed to empower our field crews on how to respond and how to interact with these victims. And with safeness, they have such a great, uh, they're such a great resource to our community and they've been such a great partner to us. And now that they've given us even more tools for our tool belt when we're responding on domestic violence calls, human trafficking calls, or possible human trafficking calls. So we've teamed up with them and put together an amazing training that we've rolled out. Uh, we actually started it on Sunday, and we're rolling it out to every crew uh, member at Las Vegas Fire and Rescue, and we're going to make this a yearly training. So this is going to be something that we continue, because unfortunately, I, this is a crime that um, is not going to go away in, in the near future. So we want to continue to keep um, our alertness out in the field um, and also to our dispatchers that are receiving these 911 calls. Okay, perfect, Tina. Thank you. I just want to remind anybody that's just joining us, January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and we're joined with some pretty amazing people in our community 
who are working daily, sometimes 24-7, to support individuals who have been impacted by this issue. So now let's go to Liz Ortenberger. She is with SafeNest. Liz, tell us why you've teamed up with Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. Tina's explained a little bit, but why is it important for your organization to be doing this? Yeah. Hi. So thanks for having us. And, you know, SafeNest has got some very powerful partnerships in the community, um, particularly our partnership with Las Vegas Metro. And the work that we've done uh, with them has driven down the homicide rate related to domestic violence in the areas where we are most active. And so when uh, we got connected with Fire and Rescue, it was let's continue the magic of helping first responders have the information that they need because they may be the only critical link that a survivor may have to get resources. You know, we're driven by the stat that only 4% of domestic violence victims in the year before they're murdered reach out to an agency like mine or or many of the others on the phone. Um, And so then the question becomes, how do we become more active and less passive? And that includes partnerships with um, police and fire and rescue and those folks that may be encountering survivors on the front line. And I really, I love this partnership because I know you guys have put a lot of work and effort into this. And Tina, tell us when, how how this is going to be rolled out, when you guys are going to start going in and doing these trainings. We actually started on Sunday, uh, Liz and I and a few other partners from Las Vegas Fire and Rescue and and, uh, SafeNest, we started Sunday. So it's mandatory training for all field crews, meaning engine truck rescue um, they all have to take an hour out of their day for training and and have to attend this so it is mandatory training and when when Liz and I actually did the training we received great feedback from our field crews they're excited about this information because they want to be armed with the resources to better help our community so it sounds like it's off to a good start and things are going well it it truly is this has been an amazing uh introduction uh, to our department. And I, I'm excited that we're going to continue it year after year. I think it's great too. And it's, it'll be exciting to see where it goes because I'm sure you're going to have others that want to join in and help. And because of all the people that we have that we have here today, I want to bring in now Rebecca Dirks Garcia with Dress for Success. I love what this organization is doing for women. Rebecca, tell, uh, tell everyone out there a little bit about Dress for Success and what you're doing to help. Thanks so much for having me this morning. Dress for Success is dedicated to empowering women on the path to economic independence. And, you know, we know that that's really critical to women's safety and security is that they have that economic independence to set their own path, that they aren't stuck in poverty And so we work with women not only to provide professional attire for things like interviews and work, but also mentoring. Often we work with the partners that are on this space with us today to help women get that next step after they leave a situation and they don't have the resources to figure out where to go next. And we know that when women can have a job and have that stability and have housing and those other essential things. It's not just the woman that benefits, but it's her entire family. And so that's really the part that we get to play. It's a small part in this greater need that we see in our community, but working with this network that you have on this space today, it helps us provide that one aspect for women to make sure that they can get that employment and keep that employment in a stable environment for themselves. 
But that's so important to keep that that support going. Let's bring in Cupcake Girls, who are also making a big impact in our community with their efforts by providing confidential support to those involved in the sex industry. Amy, tell us a little bit more about your organization. Hey, thanks so much for having us today. Really appreciate everyone coming together on this Wear Blue Day. And I hope everyone is wearing blue, even though we're not on camera. It's kind of fun to come together in that way, I think. So Cupcake Girls is in the prevention and aftercare of sex trafficking. And really our focus is building strong communities for our clients to access self-determination and self-empowerment. So the Cupcake Girls understands that working within the sex industry, as well as sex trafficking survivors, a lot of times folks have been coerced for so long that they have a hard time accessing that self-determination and self-empowerment. So we provide one-on-one advocacy through our staff and through our volunteers, as well as community support. So support groups, resources, record expungements for folks who have been arrested in the past. In fact, we have quite a few events coming up in this next year with ACLU, as well as many of the folks on this call to provide those record expungements for our clients so that they can access support, jobs, things like that. So we're really excited to step into this next year with Las Vegas and work together with community and with collaboration to focus on ending and eradicating sex trafficking in our communities. It is exciting to see that so many different organizations like you guys are out there help provide providing help and providing different different resources for people so that people know there there is help out there. So all of Crest, all of Crest is dedicated to preventing child abuse by strengthening, equipping and restoring children and families in crisis one life at a time. Sadly, kids from foster care are at a much higher rate of being trafficked. Jenny, tell us a little more about Olive Crest and what what your organization is doing to help. Thanks so much for including us in this conversation. I think as more and more studies and statistics come online about trafficking, we're seeing there's a huge correlation between foster and adverse childhood experiences and trafficking. Children or people who have been in the foster care system, who've had those adverse experiences, they are exponentially more likely, um, more vulnerable to being trafficked. And so with our mission being to end child abuse and neglect, we're really working on the prevention side of trafficking, like working to prevent some of these kids people, families from ever being targeted by traffickers. So we do a lot of work on preventing child abuse and neglect, working on keeping families together so children aren't removed from the home. They don't enter into the child welfare system. So we have programs where we work in the home with families. We're a family resource center helping with those emergent needs. Uh, We even have a, a program that functions outside the Department of Family Services where volunteer families in the community who've been vetted and background check trained, all of that, can welcome kiddos into their home while the child's family is in crisis. Then we're also a licensed foster agency, and we have a program for teens and young adults who are aging out of foster care. That demographic is highly vulnerable to being trafficked as they're just trying to launch into independence without a lot of support. So like I said, our goal is on the prevention side. Could we 
wrap around these families and kids, could that change the course of their lives so they aren't being trafficked, they aren't being targeted to go into um, sex trafficking? I, and I think that's so important with what your organization is doing, because like you said, you're trying to get to the root of the problem, trying to prevent some of these, you know, some of these kids ending up, you know, being sex trafficked. And of course, we know Shade Tree is Southern Nevada's only 24 hour accessible emergency shelter for women and children in crisis, servicing many who are victims of domestic violence and or human trafficking by offering life changing services that promote stability, dignity and self-reliance. Linda, tell us a little bit more about Shade Tree and what you offer. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And I'm so honored to be on this call with all of these amazing organizations that we work so closely with. So thank you. Uh, the Shade Tree, as you, you said, we are a 24-7 shelter. Our clients are domestic violence, human trafficking, as well as homeless women, children, and their pets because of our partnership with Noah's Animal House, which is very, very important to us. I can say that I I just commend all of the people on this call because of the work that they're that they do. Um, our clients that we receive are that are human trafficking are primarily referrals from our partners. I can't tell you, and I commend and just um, the work that the Cupcake Girls are doing is just amazing, and I appreciate the expertise that Amy brings um, to to this group because she's done an amazing um, job in, in dealing with human trafficking and sex trafficking, as well as there's another organization that I think that um, it, we need to invite into this space as well, and that's Ruby's LV, which is a survivor led organization who um, she is a survivor of sex trafficking. Um, with all that being said, again, thank you so much for having us. Our programming is specific to um, the healing and to really getting our clients to be uh, to, to live their best life and get back out into the community. We cannot do, and I will say this for, for everything, we cannot do what we do, and we cannot change lives and impact the lives that we serve and in the community without the partners like the Cupcake Girls, like Signs of Hope, who are not on, on here as well, like Safe Nest. All of us um, collaboratively, when we come together, I believe that we can do more. In the space of trafficking, it, with Nevada being ninth in the nation of human trafficking cases, that means that we have a lot of work to do. And, and the collaborations and partnerships with training and education uh, that Las Vegas Fire and Rescue are doing, I think is amazing. And I think we can do more when we actually really do come together and, and partner and raise our voices, become one voice in, in this space of how human trafficking, sex trafficking is affecting uh, Las Vegas specifically. So I appreciate it. And we are definitely a resource and a partner to all of you um, because we cannot do this alone. So thank you for having me. Of course. And it's inspiring for me to, to listen and see all of these different organizations coming together to, to help with this issue. And a question for all of you, and, and you know, anybody can answer and, and jump in on this one. But, you know, of course, today, what we're working to do is bring awareness, because a lot of people 
may not know how serious of a problem this is that that we are ninth in the nation and and so it's nice to have these days set aside where we can wear blue and bring awareness to this problem but i guess what can people do you know people that are listening they might they might want to help if if any of you want to jump in and just just answer that how can people mm -hmm. help them what more can we do yeah. Hey, Sue, it's Liz from SafeNest. So the, the biggest thing that people can do in their own lives is not tolerate this in, the, in your family and friend unit. 16% of men will buy sex in their lifetime. 99.9% .9 of women working in the sex industry or forced into the sex industry are doing it under coercion. So the reality is in order for this to stop, dads need to have conversations with their sons. Uncles need to have conversations with their brothers. All of these critical groups need to have conversations. And one of the portions of the presentation we do with the firefighters and with the police and with groups that we talk to is how do you recognize and not tolerate this behavior in your own life? Because it is too easy for all of us to turn a blind eye to child abuse, to sexual assault, to trafficking. And when we stand in a room and ask, how many of you know a survivor of domestic violence, which encompasses sexual assault and sex trafficking? quite often, uh, many, many hands will go up. And when I ask the, the reciprocal question, which is how many of you know an abuser, almost no hands go up. But the reality is we all know abusers. And if you're a mother who's concerned about her son's behavior, you need to address these things within your family unit. We have a class on this at SafeNest. I'm happy to provide more information. You can go to safenest.org. But that is how these epidemics stop. We can always deal with the wave of survivors as catastrophic as it is, but until we get to the root cause, we will all still be on this call 50 years from now talking about how we're first in the nation instead of ninth. Exactly. It's all about prevention, which is great with the trainings that you, you guys are starting to do. Is there anybody else that wants to add to that question? Hi, Sue. Um, Jenny Faye from Olive Crest. I would encourage community members to get involved with one of the organizations that's on this call. There are so many ways that people can be a part of being a part of the solution. Like Liz was saying, having these conversations in our own lives, but also lots of us want to um, give back. We want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, and we're not sure how. Every single one of us, I'm almost positive on our websites, tell how folks can connect with our mission. I would encourage the community members to take that step and join us. I love that. And we'll give that information so that people out there that want to volunteer or offer, offer financial support. I, you can be an advocate. There's being aware today. We're, you know, we're bringing awareness to this issue. We'll leave that information so that people can, can reach out to your organizations and help if that's something they'd like to do. Is there anybody else that wants to add? I'd like to add something um, just to reiterate what they said as well. I think when we tie it into obviously uh, our space, domestic violence, and we know the correlation, as it has been mentioned earlier. But I think it's really important um, what Liz and Jenny said is that it affects every single family, whether we know it or not. If you just think about domestic violence, and, and I'll say this when I go speak somewhere, is we don't know how it affects every single one of our families, whether it is us personally, I'm a survivor as well of domestic violence, but 
whether it's personally or within our family. So it is very important that we recognize the signs, we educate ourselves, we become aware. And like Jenny was saying, get involved. There's so many of us organizations that are doing some really great work in the community, as well as working together. So get involved in one of the organizations and find out more how you can help. It might be something just as simple as sharing a social media post or sharing it with your family, whatever it is, if we're working together, communicating, um, I, I think we can really make a difference in this space. I think so too. And especially today, you need to use the hashtag wear blue day to bring awareness so that, so that people will understand. Anybody else that wants to maybe give a last comment before we wrap things up? Something um, that kept coming up was domestic violence. And uh, as Linda had mentioned, I'm also a survivor myself of domestic violence. And as Liz had mentioned, the correlation between sex trafficking and domestic violence, it is so similar. And we see a lot of overlap. When it comes to both situations, listening is really, really important. And as Liz and Linda and Jenny all mentioned, we probably know someone that are either abusers or victims and survivors in these situations. And so really taking the time to have conversations with one another and listen. It's so, so important that someone has a, a light, a hope, a way out. And you can be that light and you can be that hope. It takes five minutes out of your day to have a simple conversation with someone and let them know that they're not alone. And so making sure that you take time to be that light. Yeah, that's a really good point because you just never know what somebody could be going through. And so just being there, like you said, listening. And and also I, I love what we're doing with our, our firefighters and putting those tools in their hands so that they can see those signs and be more aware and be able to reach those people that, that are desperately calling out for help. It's been so great listening to all of you. I, I am honored to have listened to all of the efforts and everything that you're doing to help with this problem in our community. And hopefully with, with everybody coming together and all the efforts that are being done, you know, we, we are going to make a difference. I want to thank all of the speakers for being here today to shed light on this very sensitive topic. Remember, you can show your support by wearing blue today and post a photo on social media using the hashtag wear blue day and tag one or all of the groups that participated in our discussion today. If you have concerns that someone you are in contact with may be trafficked, you can reach out through the National Human Trafficking Hotline at 888-373-7888. And we also want to thank the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department for supporting the Wear Blue Day initiative. Thank you, everyone, for joining today. This was a great conversation. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you.